Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage, and making the most of your money. This was your host, Alvar, Arminta, and Matthias. So, welcome to another episode of the FI Europe podcast, another Friday episode where we just talk about a topic that uh, we really want to talk about. <laughs> And today we talk about how you can invest in yourself and how that is compounding also in, in value over time. So sometimes you, you, you cannot just invest in, in stocks or in uh, real estate, but you can also invest in yourself, in your skills, in experience, and that adds up um, over time. And today with me, there is uh, Michael. Hey guys, how are you getting on? And the other one uh, is Alva, actually on his phone today. Hey guys, with the most amazing audio quality in the world, but happy joining in today. Yeah, welcome. So I would like to start how you can invest in yourself. First of all, I would say you need some some money because otherwise you can't invest. So what do you guys, what do you do, do, you do to, to have money or early in your career? What did you do to earn money that you could potentially invest in yourself? So I'll take my scenario. So obviously I was a freelance web developer. And for a long time, I kind of just, uh, yeah, I sold my time for money and I didn't, didn't earn a huge amount of money. And it wasn't until I actually reflected on that and I actually invested on my own personal branding. But I also looked at ways that I could become a better and more efficient web developer so that I could actually charge more. So that was quite an important process. It took me about 12 months to effectively double my income, but that has been life-changing for me. So I took online courses to, to learn more about programming and to get better. But I also focused more on finding better clients and working with better clients that I knew would actually pay me more money. Okay, so you just raised, um, raised your income, um, find, finding new clients, providing good quality to them. And then based on that, you could increase your, your income. And um, Alva, what did you do to, um, to have money to invest in yourself? Did you do the same approach or do you have a slightly different angle? Uh, I had a slightly different angle in the sense that I exposed myself to effectively every industry in the world uh, you can imagine I could get access to. And if we're talking young, um, now probably from like 17, 18 and onwards, exposed myself to every possible industry. I had one fun trick or trick exercise I always performed. I was applying to jobs for fun, as in just to get in to see how the company was functioning, how people worked around and kind of like treated the job interviews as an exercise, as a game, get higher, get the higher salary possible as an 18 year old, go from there, get in, learn as much as possible, leave. No intention at all to really have the job, but like, yeah, that is an exercise, which is not necessarily a recommendation for everybody, but it's something I found really interesting, get an understanding of how um, actually other companies and organizations work. Uh, One principle I've always really followed is when I am interested in something or I want to go for it, really diving into the deep. And if that come, goes from like coding boot camps or yeah, anywhere from like sport events, uh, but yeah, like just really going in deep topics I have no understanding about, go in, find really smart people who are far smarter and better than me. Let them teach me how does this work? How do I do this? And then just go crazy for a number of weeks, months, whatever, learn the topic, master it up to a certain extent, never being interested in truly being the best of the best, but getting like a sufficient level within uh, that skill set and going from there. So how do I invest in myself? Really often, 
by surrounding myself with smarter people. They always say in the end, the people you surround yourself with, it will in the end determine all about the outcome uh, of your own life, the ways you will develop. And that's kind of the philosophy I tend to follow. Surround yourself with really smart people, go really deep when the moment is there. At the same time, once you're done with that, one thing I really try to um, habitize is to keep practicing on a daily basis skills I've learned in the past. And in my case, that's mainly technical skills and languages. I repeat, even now, onto a daily basis to just keep those skills fresh and yeah, working for me. So that's kind of like how I started with investing in myself. I hope that makes any sense, Matthias. So what you actually said is you 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 invested not so you invest in yourself by trying different different industries and then going down all the, the in the rabbit hole or how you call it in english yeah, and correct. learn as much as you can but you're not um investing you're investing yourself by trying these different industries but not investing not earning money to invest in yourself but just investing by learning directly true thing our yeah not necessarily the highest income to get started with or focusing on that aspect uh, in the beginning of my uh, investing in yourself career. I mean, now it's different, but that's how it was back then. For me, it was very boring. I just went uh, studying and learned uh, computer science. And I was all of the time, I was in the same industry, different than you. I was in consulting and I just uh, worked myself up in, until, until the senior level. Also not very directly. I could have done this uh, faster, but I learned a lot of stuff on the side. Um, for example... In the 90s, I had a I had a website about culture and music, and by that I just learned about web design. So basically, it doesn't earn anything, but I was interested in computers then, so that's why I started studying computer science. And uh, also, I was member of a satire party um, just for fun, and uh, by accident, they had a lot of people in the in the satire party, and they had a Facebook page of uh, over 100k members, and that's why I learned a uh, dig deeper into social media and learned about that. And yeah, now I'm podcasting. <laughs> the next step would be you you have some money, you earned it, um, also maybe some experience. How do you build? And that's what we agreed um, in our last talk that building assets um, is is a holy grail especially if you can scale them, how would you translate these these skills you build in the money you made into to assets that actually um, provide you with some cash flow in the long term to get financial independence? So yeah, for me, there's a few ways that you can, you can go about it. Uh, I think there's never been a bigger time to be in the influencer space. So even YouTube channels, podcasting, blogs are massive now, right? Like every travel blogger that you know, they're not doing that to potentially make millions they're doing that so they can travel the world and do it as a business as a business expense right so it's like the greatest tax deduction of all time other ways i have a website that i built back in 2013 it still brings me in 50 to 100 euros each month uh, i recently upgraded that website but for the six years previous i did nothing on it so it was completely passive income i started a hockey business a hockey education company it's as much a hobby business as anything else uh, but at the same time, it's extremely scalable because I can leverage other people's time in terms of using other people's co um, coaching skills and helping me out with the co coaching sessions. So it's very much about thinking outside the box of a lot of these things. A business obviously is a great asset to make. And when you actually push yourself to build the asset, not to generate profit for you per se, but to actually reinvest those profits to continue to grow the business, then that's where you get that compounding effect over time. 
what I see here as a pattern is that you, first of all, you, you dive into things that you're actually interested in that maybe is, it's just an interest like hockey, like um, building a website. Like if you are influencer, you are influencer about a topic that you care about, like maybe food or fashion or travel or whatever. And um, that's that is what keeps you going in the beginning, um, because in the, you doesn't make any money in the beginning, so that's why you need some other um, incentive to do that. And I think if you if you keep on doing that and trying to to learn and to improve, um, then the money will follow. I think it's it's often the case, uh, not hundred percent, but very often. And yeah, so Ivo, what's your take on that? Nice one. I unfortunately haven't started as many businesses as Michael would love to. Let's see if I uh, make that happen in the future. But my way has kind of been threefold in the sense that I've really utilized what I've done in the past in terms of relations, connections, networking, people I've invested, spent time with, helped out, who helped me in the end getting into certain positions or talk to people or get a reference, etc. That's one thing. The other side would be like actually, you know, getting the cash flow part running my case was really, okay, whatever I earned through my gigs, through my crazy actions, through work, invested in stocks, invested in dividend growth stocks, let that running. That's what I did as an 18-year-old kids all the way up to now. Uh, get a really big portfolio, build up around that, and let that fund my FI lifestyle. Let that be um, what actually pays me in the end the most. And that literally me researching how dividend stocks work, uh, diving into the statistics and the finance side and the accounting side, and I started when I was 16. And doing that now, right now, yields insane benefits in the sense that some of the cost on yields and the stocks I bought back then go into like the 30, 40% on the actual yields and cost I'm receiving at this very moment. So that, that would probably be the best possible example of, okay, how have I, what I learned that back then, invested in myself, how is it yielding the most results right now, I definitely have a few um, online businesses, but they're really small. I've got a couple of web shops, which I've built uh, through coding bootcamps, which generate like a couple hundred a month. Nothing major, but those I've got as well. And the rest, it's also just because I believe uh, I am my biggest asset I've got if it comes to actually earning money in the end, investments I've made in myself, the salary I keep growing year over year and whatever I add to my skill set, I honestly think that in the end will be yield the most uh, in terms of investment. And the other side I would also like to add to that is the actual mental component. As in every single year, I become more capable of either knowing how do I take less risk? What is more comfortable? What is more suitable? Because in the end, you can be as rich as you want. You can invest 10,000 times over in yourself and become the best programmer. But if you're not capable of balancing your life, understanding yourself, managing yourself in the best way possible, then there's not much of a point. Uh, well, in my view, so I think those that one, the last one is also really important um, to mention. Investing yourself goes beyond the financial and material sense and you actually learning uh, how you work as a person uh, and how can you make best use of it. How would that make sense, Matthias? Makes sense, especially what you mentioned is that you also connect with with people, um, help them, yeah, and they also help you um, later on. And um, what you also mentioned is that you start early with investing, and um, I mean you also in the beginning. I mean, for me, it was like that that I also lost some money uh, here and there, and and but that's a gr great investment. If you lose money, you actually learn. Uh, you really learn from that. 
um, you can feel uh, how painful <laughs> a loss can be. And I think that's uh, pretty good to start really early because then you cannot lose too much money because you, because you have, don't have so much money. That's why I make your mistakes really earlier. And what I'm also interested in is, is there, um, if you build your assets and if you grow yourself and so on, is there um, a barrier where you where you need some external help? So I have the feeling, for example, that's why I'm investing um, some of the money I make in, in consulting into into coaching programs. Um, right now, for example, I'm investing into uh, some some coaching about my strengths. So there's a the Gallup Strengths Finder test where you can know where you find out where you're good at, and I'm also doing a tax workshop because my tax knowledge is really crappy and um, also some coaching in, in online business and because i have the feeling that i need more professional knowledge to to cross the border to the next level do you have also sometimes a feeling where you have stagnation uh, where you need maybe external help uh, where you to to come to the next level matthias my take on that is you understanding yourself and your limitations is key Sometimes you simply need somebody else who is smarter, faster, better, has more experience to speed you up to actually get you to the freaking point you want to be at. So if you have that insight and you actually arrange it, you're far ahead of the crowd. And I think that's the whole goal, knowing that, doing it and executing it in a way that works. So, yeah, I think that's totally fair taken. And when you say plateauing, I absolutely know what you mean. Uh, I think we all have that. We work on something and, you know, you. 80 to 90% of whatever you can learn, the low uh, picking fruit or the low hanging fruit, you know, you'll learn it in the first month, year or whatever. And then you're kind of like, okay, how do I truly go to expert level? Often you really need a tutor. That, that is a, that's a really fair conclusion. I'm curious, Michael, have you had any tutors yourself who really guided you through life in that sense or like any insights? Yeah. So, I mean, I hire loads of people, right? I value my time so much that all I focus on for my own time is the ability to earn good money. So if I am selling my time, I want that time to be maximized at the highest possible hourly rate. And everybody else, I will hire out to. So for my hockey business, I have a lady that I work with who does all the admin, admin work and the paperwork. Uh, for, my po for, for my podcast, I have an editor that I use. I have a, a journalist that ghostwrites for me. So there's so many examples where I'm looking to leverage my time as much as possible. I think the, the trick here of all this stuff, and you guys have touched on this already, is that you need to be developing a, a skill that is going to be highly paid. Now, that's different from saying that you need a highly paid job necessarily, but you need to find a skill that's going to either pay well through a job or through the freelancing marketplace. Everything else you need to be outsourcing, right? I don't do my own accounts. I know taxation well. I could easily do my own, my own accounts, but I, have, I, hire an, I hire an accountant for that. He saves me money each year. I see him as an investment. I just got a massive uh, personal tax refund for stuff that I wouldn't have known that I could deduct had I tried to do that myself, right? The second thing is you then take that income and you push, push it into some sort of side hustle, personal project, whatever, right? Because the best return on investment that you can have is through your own business. And it's a, it's a really, it's, it's a three-step process. High skill, get the money, invest that in your personal business, and then take that money that the business earns and buy investments through that. And that's how you're ultimately, lo ultimately looking to become financially free in the long run. True story. Um, that's um, also, I would agree with that uh, process. Maybe it's some, some, some diff kind of different question, but how do you manage also to have free time to gain knowledge in a new skill? Because 
if you talk about skills, um, I have the feeling that skills sometimes is getting outdated. For example, if you learn on-premise or, or server technology, then so sometimes in the future there will come cloud technology and you have to move completely to a new stack. Or if you learn Visual Basic programming, um, nobody cares maybe right now about Visual Basic. So how do you have the time um, to move to a, or to learn a new skill because maybe the other ones are outdated somehow uh, in the future. Are you continuously making time to um, to invest in that? So yeah, I take at least one hour a day to learn something new, at least an hour a day. And there's no reason you can't now, right? Because we all have mo a mobile phone and on that phone we can get YouTube and video access to videos and we can be constantly, constantly learning. Uh, many of us commute to work, right? There might be a half an hour commute there and back. You could be on a train, you could be having your laptop out, you could be doing extra work there. I take my son for a walk. He's a two-year-old. It takes me an hour to bring him for a walk and back. I'm doing my wife a favor because she can actually get homework done with the older kids while I'm bringing on this walk very selfishly, so, sorry, very selflessly according to her. But what am I actually doing? Well, I'm watching YouTube or I'm learning or I'm listening to another podcast. So I'm constantly upskilling. When I had to rebrand as a freelancer, uh, I had to learn a different uh, programming framework. It took me about six months to learn, but I put in an, an hour's work every day on that. So I actually reduced my income for a while knowing that I was going to upskill in the long run. So it's no different. And that's how you invest and build your own own assets. And Alva kind of touched on this, that he was working very much to upskill himself. Well, you've actually got to put the time in to do it. And 85% of people talk about it, but they don't actually do anything. So, you know, everybody I'm sure has an ability somewhere to upskill. It's a matter of actually finding the time. And if that means getting paid less for now, so be it. It'll pay off in the long run. Yeah, one uh, note I would want to make on that is when you actually have to upskill yourself, find an employer that's willing to train you, um, that is willing to pay for your courses, etc. And as Michael said, maybe take a low salary, but go from there. But one thing I would really like to emphasize as well is build habits. Get the freaking habits in place to um, actually study this hour a day. Like for myself personally, I um, the morning I get up, I, I there's this Dutch program that sends me an email every single day with just a few spelling and grammar checks like, hey, do this sentence, check this sentence. It's really silly. I suck at grammar, but it keeps me sharp. It's worth doing. Um, I follow uh, Spanish, German and Italian courses through Duolingo and Rosetta Stone. I listen to a German audio course at the same time while I walk to work. Combine those two, you're already talking 45 minutes of learning, uh, or three actually, a day. When I go to the gym, um, I actually learn while I lift weights, while I run around. I listen to a podcast. But it's kind of like the time when your body is busy, but your mind could technically focus on something else. Utilize that. That I always really enjoy. But if you combine it all into habits, you can easily find yourself an hour a day. And it's... It's obviously finding the time, getting the habits in place, but at the same time, building the systems, uh, getting to the right best possible resources to learn. And the good thing is nowadays, we all know what to, uh, it is pretty easy to find yourself the best courses, the best methods to work with. We all can Google. It is not difficult, but doing that, and actually, as Michael said, you know, 85% of, of people is actually kind of like not doing it. Maybe, you know, you're one of the 50% who actually does it. Awesome. And yeah, we all make it sound easy. It It is not easy to actually do all this stuff executed and do it over years and years and years and build yourself the habits to succeed in life and actually really to become the person you want to be. And let's, before we go down that rabbit hole, Matthias, uh, fly away or fire away with your take on this. 
Um, I'm also constantly learning. I think it's also more than an, than an hour. And I'm curious what our audience, where, where our audience is listening to us, because I think our audience is, is aware of that learning is important and they kind of manage to listen to our podcast. So please let us know where you listen to our podcast and what habits do you have uh, that build up your skills. And I want to close this um, session to keep it short and um, would like to summarize that you should invest in, in, in your skill set. So first of all, learn a skill. Then make some money with it and invest it in your business, in your ideas and in, in learning something on the side and also outsource some of your, some of your workload and keep uh, hiring uh, people um, for yourself that coach you a new skill or that can, where you can outsource some, uh, some of your work. And I would like to close it. And yeah, I would like to ask you for feedback and let's see you next week. Bye bye. Hey, Matthias, do you think there are no financial independence Facebook groups yet? Yes, there's definitely a shortage in financial independence Facebook groups. That's why we want to create another one. And the real reason is that we want to get some feedback on our episodes to have a conversation with our listeners, um, to follow on the topics. And you might also have some questions around our content. Gotcha. And also, we've been talking with more of you guys at meetups, on Reddit, in Facebook groups, the Fire Europe retreat, obviously, we organized. And this is, in the end, the main reason why we started the whole podcast project, to talk to guys like you, uh, learn more from you, case studies, answer questions, and like hopefully all grow and learn from that together in the end and become stronger, smarter, and hopefully also richer people. So, you know, Matthias, say I'm interested in this. Where do I find this Facebook group? Yeah, just go to your Facebook app and type in FI Europe podcast or just click in our show notes. There's a link for the Facebook group or go to our website. There's also a link. So yeah, just type in FI Europe podcast. See you in the group. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing to your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time.